Bones knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode two hundred and thirty-four. Uh, Jason Lingren is with me, and Clive DeCarl is back. Uh, we're going to cover a number of things that have to do with health. I think we're going to open the conversation with addiction. Um, apparently, there were studies way back uh, that kind of got buried. I remember when I was reading about Gerson. Gerson claimed um, that you could take someone off a heroin addiction, which is pretty serious addiction, in three days without a lot of withdrawal. Um, Clive has other things that he's going to add. But anyhow, welcome, Jason. And good morning, Crow. Okay, we have some other notes, and there's a couple things here, Jason, that I think I'd like to touch on. Um, I think a lot of people are going to have an interest in autism in children and reversing Alzheimer's. Uh, and I think those three things alone might take us quite a ways. Yeah, those are all great topics. I know Clive wants to focus on uh, solutions that can be offered. So whichever one we want to start with is good for me. Yeah, it's, you know, we've come to a place where everything old is now new again, isn't it? Um, everyone's going back, literally back to the future. Um, but anyhow, welcome, Clive. Thank you very much, Crow. Nice to speak to you and Jason. Thank you. <laughs> Good to have you back, man. Have you recovered from the onslaught <laughs> from the last show we did? Uh, I think you got pummeled pretty hard there. Well, it was incredible. It was a huge wake-up call. I had no idea that the supply chains of the world were as destroyed as they were and uh, right now i see future problems and i'm i'm saying to people look well you know what i suggest you do is is stock up with the really important things for you right now hopefully you'll never ever need them in a million years but what is most crucial well you know if you're hungry well if you know how to do it sensibly you can more or less fast and get away with it but if you really have to have some uh, answer to a virus or any other problem that might sort of come along, uh, you want to make sure you, you've got enough stocks right now to make sure that you, you don't run out. I mean, I, I'm advising people, well, look, you know, why not invest in something that if, even if there's hyperinflation, that the value is always going to be there. So, I mean, let's say you bought a a bunch of vitamin C or a bunch of magnesium or the products we're going to talk about that deal with addiction and so on, uh, or the ones for arthritis or whatever, why not buy three years worth right now while, while you can, so to speak, because if there's hyperinflation, that's what's going to cost a lot of money because everybody's always going to want vitamin C because it, it's one of the most important things out. Do you see what I mean? But I, I think now people might be buying Bitcoin, they might be investing in gold or silver or whatever. But actually, those three things, while incredibly useful or whatever, the fact is that you want stuff that you want and your neighbors want. You know, if things get hard, you want everybody around you to be fit and well, your whole, your whole family. And I think right now, investing in some of these really cheap, actually, incredibly useful, amazing products is, is the way forward. All right, let's, let's cover a couple things on the tale of what was going on in the world and just the hundreds of orders for things like vitamin C, you found that the supply chain had broken down, even for things like packaging. So let's put it out there right now. As a matter of fact, I have a couple comments that I was going to email you about. If someone has some trouble and they're waiting for C, uh, do you just have a regular contact on your website they can use to make you aware? Uh, uh, yes, um, info at clivedecarl.com. But, uh, you know, things are happening on many levels. 
um, we found that lots of people said, well, we haven't received the parcel. Then it turned out that uh, they had uh, attempted to deliver it because they were too scared to knock on the door in case of COVID. They either left it on the street or uh, they put a card through the door saying that uh, it had to be picked up at you know the local depot or whatever. And uh, the, the, the companies, the delivery companies, were completely thrown out by everything. And I'm sure most people are aware of this. Uh, but um, the main problem was that what, what things we can normally buy, let's say, in a week, uh, were, were suddenly were being quoted three months. Well, here's what happened to me. I had vitamin C and magnesium coming. Uh, the magnesium became a problem, but that problem is now fixed, just so everyone knows. And shortly, that will be back to some kind of normalcy. But what happened with me is my package from you got held up in New York at Customs. They opened it, by the way, and I think it was held for something like 10 or 12 days. Um, but I think we're getting back to maybe little things like that won't matter. But just as long as people know you're on top of it, you've been on top of it. That's what I've been telling people. It will get here. It's a sign of the times. And by the way, if you have some concern, uh, Clive has given you the contact for the email. But let's get into a thing that affects so many people. Um, addiction has really become quite a thing, part of life for so many people uh, in the United States. I can't speak to other places. Part of it was the free-for-all handing out of addictive pharmaceutical medicines for probably the better part of a decade and a half, maybe, something like that, and then all of a sudden cutting everyone off. Um, but let's get into this, Clive. Um, many kinds of addiction, and uh, I think you maybe have ways of dealing and getting people free. I mean, there's really nothing in the world, uh, a sense of freedom, like breaking an addiction and walking away. But go ahead, Clive. Well, quite. Just well, one last thing on the previous subject. What we've done since the last show is we've now bought several tons of vitamin C, and it's stocked in a warehouse in the States. I'm just having 4,000 bottles of magnesium made in the United States. So we're slowly uh, switching over from sending stuff from the UK to sending stuff uh, from the US. So, so that side of it is... We're, all right, get, all right. we're getting there fast. So and also, well, I'll, I'll add, I do the vitamin C and the magnesium every day. The finger problem I had is it was keeping me from playing my mandolin. The magnesium helped uh, to the point where it's not even an issue. And you just, what I've noticed about the C um, is you find your balance point so that it's not putting you in the bathroom too much. Um, it just makes you feel better, doesn't it? It's totally remarkable, the uh, vitamin C, vitamin C. It is the most crucial vitamin by far. And uh, you know, the, pe the people who've got enough vitamin C, I mean, let me give you one classic example for women giving birth. The figures are something like women who have enough vitamin C have nine times less tearing when they give birth. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Wow. And um, similarly, women who have adequate amounts of magnesium give birth much, much easier, more easily because it's a muscle relaxant. You know, they don't teach this stuff to doctors in medical school. They don't teach it. And it's criminal, obviously. I, I ended up seeing a doctor. They told me it's like it's some version of trigger finger. Um, they told me I have to get surgery to correct that. And I actually ended up seeing a doctor after I'd done and I told the whole thing to her. Um, and she was all about it, wanted to know everything, wanted to know what I did. 
Um, there's a real change of heart, but let's, while we've got time and hour one where this goes out to so many people um, who just want to come here, uh, let's get into addiction. There are a ton of people out there that are struggling with one type of addiction or another. Well, exactly. So th this is what happens. One takes in a substance, uh, you know, it could be heroin, it could be you know, any of the opiates, it could be a pharmaceutical drug, it could be cocaine or crack or alcohol, uh, whatever it might be. Essentially, at one level, they're toxins. So our bodies are hugely adaptable. We're incredible. So we can adapt to toxins. That's usually something we can do. And the body will make, if you like, produce from our chemical factory that we are antitoxins to deal with it. So let's say now the heroin addict or whatever the addict is wants to come off. Now, suddenly they, they stop or they taper off, they, they stop uh, their toxin. And now the body is overwhelmed with antitoxins because the body hasn't woken up to the fact the toxin isn't there. So the trick is to find substances that neutralize your body's own antitoxins. And they exist. So they discovered, uh, you know, 40 plus years ago, that if you use the right simple, inexpensive materials, you can make uh, withdrawal from anything remarkably easy. And I'll tell you what those things are. Uh, number one is, could be, you know, it's all, all arguable, um, selenium. It's a mineral. It's an antioxidant. It's a bit like oxygen. It's a bit like vitamin C. Vitamin C. And uh, selenium uh, neutralizes toxins in, to, to an incredible degree. And the thing is that uh, there was a, a while back, there's a, there's a program, I've not watched it, but there's a program called House, apparently, uh, a, a doctor's program, where in one of the episodes, uh, somebody in this fictional program uh, had an, an overdose of selenium. They got selenium poisoning. Now, uh, and people actually took, uh, but you know, everything they see, I think, on TV, they believe is real, don't they? And uh, so there's, people are very frightened about taking any more than the RDA of selenium. But, of course, it turns out that you can take massively more than the RDA. And the sorts of things that... Uh, selenium will do um let, let me just i know we're, we're on we're on um, uh, addiction but just let me run through just a few of the things that that it sort of does it, it changes the transmembrane potential of the cells now we, we are electrical beings you know our the way our bodies work are, are little little tesla resonating circuits and depending on the electrical charge of our cells depends on how acidic or alkaline our bodies are running and there are a number of factors that can make sure that we are running on an electrical basis correctly and selenium's one of them so uh people who've got herpes or shingles uh they can benefit from selenium people with any sort of flu-like symptoms uh they can benefit from it um it is a smaller cell than oxygen or sulfur are on the same part of the periodic table. And when you get something that's smaller, that means it's more, much more concentrated, uh, if you like, and can get into smaller spaces. So selenium 
smaller than oxygen, small, smaller than, than sulfur. Sulfur is considered to be one of the best detoxification agents out there. But of course, uh, what if selenium is better because it's smaller, which it is, because it will go deeper. So it only goes what we've got. Uh, it's coming onto the website in a couple of weeks or so. We've got a new type of targeted selenium. It's incredible, right? It's bonded to a nut oil, a very rare nut oil. <clears throat> and it was uh, developed uh, about 40 years ago, but um, as, as has been ignored except by the people who realize how incredibly powerful it is. So it suddenly makes addiction easy. Suddenly you've turned off using this incredibly powerful material, the antitoxin, and you don't need very much. And it's not expensive. Uh, one, as far as the RDA is concerned, the bottle that we sell would last you a year. And, um, and that's just one drop of this liquid every three days. But if you're trying to uh, fix an addiction, uh, you might want to try so sort of, 10 drops uh, every day for a week. You know, you could do 20 drops, but that would, that would be loads. You know? Let me ask you something about this, because what happened when the supply chain broke is I'd run out of the magnesium and I wanted to keep doing it. So I knew I could get it from my local CVS or Rite Aid or whatever, where, you know, the, the, the local kind of pharmacy type stores. And I ended up picking up the wrong one. I picked up some kind of calcium. Um, and so I talked to Clive, he said, no, go with the citrate would be better. So with the selenium, is this a thing people can go get off the shelf if, if they're in dire straits and they need to? And if so, uh, are there different kinds? Is there anything they need to know? Right. Yes, there, there are many different kinds, and I need to, to put a rider with what I've just said. Um, it sounded like I was give, giving medical advice, which I absolutely wasn't. Uh, I'm just repeating what the manufacturers uh, say are their instructions. Uh, you know, anything I say is anecdotal and not to be, not to be construed as medical advice. Um, sorry, I just want to say that for legal yeah. reasons. And people need to do their own research and not do what I say, just treat what I'm saying as <laughs> useful information. So there's, a, there's one caveat with uh, selenium. Uh, women who are pregnant should not take it in high doses. They can take the RDA, but uh, if they're pregnant, um, there is it, too much selenium and it's, it's not good for pregnancy. So, you know, it, almost every packet you've ever seen says do not take when pregnant and most of it's just to keep the insurance companies happy but with this one pregnant women should not use high doses of selenium this is everybody everybody needs selenium but in just the smaller doses um and food could be enough you know brazil nuts fu full of selenium pistachio nuts have quite quite a lot in it so just from a day-to-day -day, how much selenium do you need you can eat your way to to enough selenium with brazil nuts and pistachios and you know, just look up online foods containing selenium, but uh, uh, if, you, if you've got an addiction you want to get over, then you want to, you want to investigate the right amount, and I'll be putting up a video uh, specifically uh, all about selenium in the next week, week or, or so. I'm just editing it uh, at the moment. So it's an incredibly important let, um, material. Let me pull you back around, Clive. So if someone walks into their local store um, will they find selenium on, on the shelf? They and will, they 
And, do they and, need to know something to do it right? Yes, yes. If they want to uh, buy it right away in the store, selenomethionine would be the way forward. Okay. Uh, also, in the video you're going to post, do you, you know, you found these studies, basically the things we're talking about, um, part of what we're talking about, is based on studies that happened almost half a century ago. Um, do you cite those studies if people want to find them? Yes, I will. I haven't done it yet, but, but it's, it's part of the plan. We're just adding it to the website now. And I should say, actually, I just I should have said earlier, uh, we can right now send the special selenium out uh, directly to your customers. So by the time they hear this, it will be on the website and uh, we will be able to send it straight out. So it is, uh, it is in stock and can be posted from the United States. All right. And just to be perfectly clear, um, what we're doing here is we're citing things that were done in past studies. Uh, you need to go do your own research, just like anything, if you're going to take a vitamin or anything else. And these are basically mostly natural products that we're talking about. Um, you need to go look at the studies and other things so that you know what you're doing. And what's the uh, time frame, do you think, Clive? I'm sure it depends upon the level of addiction, but when would someone start feeling some sort of relief if they're having bad withdrawal symptoms? The thing is that you start this before you have withdrawal symptoms. You know, the, the, the work, you know, I, I've been helping people cu- come off addictive drugs for a couple of decades. And you know, the first thing you do is set them up for it. You know, it, it's not, oh, I've got having withdrawal symptoms, I better do something about it. You know, it, the whole coming off uh, any substance just needs a little bit of very careful planning and thought. So some people say, well, I'm going to try and give up whatever it is. And I'd immediately pick them up and say, no, you, no, you don't. Uh, you you want to do it. If you try, it means you're going to fail because you know you weaken once. Oh, you've failed now. But if you're doing it, well, you could take a day off if you had to. But the idea here is 72 hours. You want to be as withdrawal free as absolutely possible, and in 72 hours, you're absolutely free of it. No no hustle at all. That that's what you're aiming for. So it's making the body strong in the first place, so that it's ready for the you know, to deal with the antitoxins and then realizing that a few simple things that you need, selenium being one of them, but it has to be in the right dose to, to be appropriate. And if you were to go to all the health food stores in the world and buy their dose, well, it would just be ridiculous because um, their doses aren't large enough. So uh, the reason that my product is excellent is that one drop every three days is RDA. But if you need to take a lot more, that's what your health advisor has told you to do. Uh, then um, you can, and it's affordable, and it's it's not it's not in tablets or something. You know, you take a very high dose of tablets, and you're getting all the binders and glues that are sticking it all together. The idea with high dose um, treatments like this is absolute purity of product. So you you mentioned though, um, is selenium enough? Um, you, you mentioned three things. So if you let's say there's a person out there listening that got addicted to a pain pill, which is one of the very popular addictions over the last 10, 20 years in this country. Would it be selenium alone or are there three things that are coming? More more than three, really, but there are three super important. Let me tell you about the next big one, which is amino acids. Now, if we look at the human body, obviously we're we're mainly water, aren't we? But you you can look at it from various perspectives. Uh, In dry body weight, we're about 2.5% minerals and vitamins, but we're 70% amino acids by dry body weight. So amino acids are obviously us in, in a big way. Yeah, we're also bacteria, 
We're outnumbered 10 to 1 by bacteria in our gut, for instance. But amino acids, so amino acids generally come from animal products. So uh, vegans, for instance, uh, without fail, are going to be low on some amino acids. Taurine is the most worrying one. You know, Taurus the bull, taurine, that amino acid uh, is all about eyesight. But okay, but vegans are right because we, we found a way uh, using fermented uh, proteins from plants to make a vegan amino acid uh, supplement that works. So this is good for meat eaters and for non-meat eaters alike. And you know there are loads of amino acid supplements out there, but almost all of them are designed for bodybuilders. You know, if you want to put on muscle, you're lacking muscle. Uh, you know, bodybuilders used to eat like 10 steaks for breakfast, but now they take amino acids instead. So if I've got somebody who's really old and they, they can't eat, they're just too tired to eat, give them amino acids in water and they build muscles because you're giving them the amino acids directly without having to tire them out with digestion. So some people feel it right away. In fact, most people, if they need amino acids, they'll, they'll notice it right away. Right? That night, maybe they haven't been sleeping well, yeah, maybe they've been low on tryptophan, for example. Have some tryptophan before bed, and they'll know immediately that night whether they were lacking it or not. And similarly, take a decent dose in the morning, and you'll know I've got more energy or I've not got more energy. But the incredible thing, you know, that's relative here is what it does with addiction. Now, 30% of us, something like that, are the addictive type. And what it seems to come down to is that we were born with um, our dopamine receptors not working properly, basically. So 70% of people have got perfectly functioning dopamine receptors, and you, they're never going to become an addict on a serious level to, to anything particularly, because they've got the dopamine, which is the pleasure hormone, essentially. You know, when, when, when you experience pleasure, uh, you get a rush of dopamine. So... You know, the kids who are addicted to their mobile phones and any addiction, it's that rush of dopamine that we want. That's why we like it addictive, because we want the rush and the rush and the rush and so on. That's dopamine. So that, that's pleasure. And people confuse pleasure with happiness. The advertising industry will tell you pleasure is happiness. Have the next fix and you will be happy. No, you won't. Um, happiness is serotonin. And uh, serotonin, well, no, let me go back one step. Dopamine can be downregulated by the brain. So, you know, the first time the addict takes their addiction of choice, whatever it is, just imagine it's a beer, they go, wow, this is so nice. Why didn't somebody tell me about this before? Because the first time possibly in their life, or, you know, you know, rarely if they had that full hit of dopamine where they go, wow, life is wonderful sort of thing. And um, then after a while, they need two beers to get the same effect, or three beers, or three joints, or you know, they become an addict to sex or whatever it is. So it turns out that large doses of amino acids can reset your dopamine levels. Bam, just done. There are clinics out there who do, who do like 10-day intravenous uh, amino acid therapy. And uh, because it works, you reset the dopamine levels. And, you know, obviously you want to get over an addiction, you've got to decide what you're going to do instead. You've got to decide, you know, you know everybody's an addict for a reason, some pain, some trauma, whatever it is. So it's not just as simple as, you know, take the selenium and the amino acids and you'll be okay. You know, obviously you've got to deal with yourself, get over the past, forgiveness, gratitude. They're the keys, really. You know, when I was studying uh, cancer survivors, it was gratitude. They said more than anything, 
it's when they became grateful to to everything that was happening to life that they recovered and so you know if you've suffered enough with the addiction then you forgive yourself you know you just had an experience you didn't do anything wrong you just had a very very unpleasant experience possibly or, or not but uh, you know we have to forgive ourselves for the past and forgive everybody else who hurt us be grateful for now and then suddenly realizing there are all these tricks out there to defuse the alcoholism, to defuse stuff. You know, I've had people uh, who've had just total results with amino acids by taking a month's worth of amino acids every day for a short period of time. It's like doing it on an intravenous type level. And they've got to be the right amino acids. There are loads of amino acids out there. Got to be the right the right blend for the job. And I'm now on my third amino acid blend. You know, every now and then we just keep improving it when we realize we can improve it. We've just done an improvement just, just very recently. And um, the, you know, the great thing about amino acids, you know about it. You'll, you'll know whether they're for you right away. So, you know, I've said to people, look, take, take a third of a bottle in the morning, a third of a bottle in the afternoon, a third of a bottle in the evening, and you know, a lot of them find that by the evening, they don't want whatever was the, the drug of choice. Again, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just saying what I've observed. I'm not saying you should do it. So amino acids are amazing. But I mean, the other things they do are incredible. I mean, it's mood. You know, some people say, I feel 20 years younger. You know, I know people who they just take uh, about a sixth of, of the dose that I would recommend. And that's all they need to have energy all day. It's quite bizarre. Uh, increases libido, you know, happiness, you know, mood. You take it on an empty stomach. Normally, you know, a dessert spoon, dessert spoon and a half would be uh, what most people might take once or twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. But, uh, you know, I know, I know people just half a teaspoonful. That's, that's all they need. So, you know, st start, start with a little bit and see if you notice and do what happens. You know, some people just notice nothing because they don't need it. So are you suggesting that based on the studies and stuff you've seen, um, say a person is taking something like pain pills, they begin doing this and then get ready to quit taking whatever the thing is that they're addicted to? Well, yes, and they might find that um, it just happens automatically. That's the idea that, that if you do the various things that I recommend, you know, all at once, you know, with careful planning, in 72 hours, you, you, you should, be, should be free of it, you know. We're so conditioned to the fact that it's going to be awful. We've watched all the TV programs. We've, we've watched people withdraw from heroin on TV or films or whatever. So we're programmed to be, it's going to be awful. But what if, what if that's not always the case? You know, I mean, the industry is so, so terrible. I mean, you know, when I was young, uh, the heroin addicts in London would queue up at about midnight outside the big pharmacy in, right in the middle of London, Piccadilly Circus, and... Theft because of heroin addiction was, as far as I'm aware, unheard of because they could just get it on a prescription. Then they stopped that. And then the criminal uh, dealers started uh, doing the heroin and, they, and then stealing started in England because of heroin and so on. And then the drugs companies saw that um, they were losing out. So they, they had that um, stuff banned and really stamped on you know, the drug war. And they brought out their own version, methadone, and started cutting out the drug dealers and, and selling a worse product direct. So the good news is you can get off methadone as well. And methadone is probably harder to get off than heroin. When I first became interested in this subject, 
maybe about 20 years ago, I was going to conferences and so on about iboga, which is a very interesting plant material. It's what they, is the, it's the rite of passage plant that they give you when you're becoming an adult, about 13, something like that. And it's a week-long initiation process. And millions of people in the Congo, lots of the pygmies, that sort of area of the world, Cameroon, you know, the president of Cameroon, I don't know about the current one, but uh, it's the Bawiti religion that uses it primarily. So, you know, it's commonplace there. And it just so happens that uh, after uh, an iboga session or ibogaine, the extract, that the opiate receptors in the brain are totally turned off completely. So heroin addicts suddenly find they have no desire for heroin after one iboga session. The danger is that habit, pressure, familiarity, you know, they go back and take the dose they took 24 hours earlier and they die because they've reset the opiate receptors and they massively overdose if they go back to the original stuff. So Iboga works, Ibogaine works. I've also seen a device called the E-Libra. Very, very interesting. Uh, it's not bioresonance, it's something unique, uh, but it's a machine, it costs maybe $15,000 and there are practitioners around, around the place who do E-Libra uh, treatments and I myself have uh, taken uh, my clients to eLibra specialists who run the programs, and I've had people who are the most terrible crack and heroin addicts both together at the same time. You know, so bad this couple had uh, let the, the authorities have taken away their children. They were in such a bad state, so they collapse, stoned out their brains into into these very comfy chairs, get connected to them to the frequency device, and they go to sleep. Each of each of them for two hours. When they wake up, I say to them, um, okay, do you want some crack, some heroin? I said, no. I said, at all? You really fancy it at all? I said, no. So the eLibra practitioners who are good at running the machine, because it's an art and a skill and, and so on, um, that can be massively helpful as well. But if you were going to do that, then you have to have, in my opinion, to be super comfortable uh, long-term of already hit up with the uh, selenium, the amino acids, and, and let's talk about some of the other things that. Hold, hold on for a second. It, do you spell that E L I B R A? Is that actually Libra in disguise? It's E hyphen L Y B R A. Sounds like the idea of balance is being stashed in there, but sorry for interrupting. But just yes. to catch everyone up, we've covered two of the three things so far. We opened up with selenium, we did amino acids next, we've covered a few other things. Uh, the third will follow as we go along here. Go ahead, Clive. Okay, well, I think um, probably the next one to talk about is probably charcoal. Now, charcoal is a super interesting thing because we used to sit around the fire eating food and we'd be breathing in charcoal dust, you know, all the time. It would have been normal to us. And, um, you know, charcoal is this magical material because it's... Uh, it's not absorbent, it's adsorbent. It encapsulates toxins into its sort of outer shell. So if you were to swallow some charcoal in a capsule, for instance, and it was the right type of charcoal, it would draw toxins out of you, just draw them out. And it will also help with the whole antitoxin thing. It is remarkable because when you do any type of detox, now the toxins are going to come out from where they've been stored, which is often in fat. Anybody who's got, is carrying a lot of fat 
you know, that, that's where the body parks toxins. That's why you know, detoxifications work. But you want to be sure if you do a detoxification that you are making sure that you can remove the stuff that you've now got out of the cells. And charcoal is super interesting. Now, everybody has heard of activated charcoal. That's what they give people in the emergency room um, with, if they're poisoned. But activated charcoal is not what you want, actually, in anything other than a super life-threatening situation. Because activated charcoal is a sort of 100-degree acid-washed process, and it, it, it doesn't just suck out poisons. It sucks out loads of the good stuff as well. But old-fashioned charcoal is what you want. So there are lots of types of charcoal on the market. But what you want is you want an old, an old wood, a hard, the hardest wood, the hardest wood tree you can find. You want it super deep-rooted, and you want it in a place where there are loads of minerals in the soil. So uh, what we do is we found exactly that, narrow-ringed, super-old hardwood trees that can be harvested uh, properly and it's okay we're not damp you know it's all sustainable and so that means that the, the, the tree roots have mined the minerals from the soil now minerals aren't damaged by heat so by creating charcoal you've got this incredible mineral product but it's way more than that i mean um it alkalizes the body and removes acidic toxins so you know, if you've got cancer or something like that, you know, you're full of acidic toxins. And so uh, charcoal uh, needs to be not only the hardwood, as I've said, but also it needs to be of the right. You don't want it as a fine powder. You don't want it in huge lumps. You want the lumps to be the exact right size to do the job properly in the body. It, there's an art. And um, it uh, basically, uh, bacteria, for example, only pathogenic ones, because of the positive charge, uh, bind to the surface of old-fashioned charcoal. So I decided that I would use the real technical definition of charcoal to describe it. Now, a lot of people have heard about C60. We discussed it as being potentially nano-C60 being a really seriously bad thing in the last episode. But, of course, the opposite is uh, that old-fashioned charcoal is C60. It's the natural form of C60. One doesn't go to nano. We've had it all the time. We've been breathing it in since we were young. And what would happen is after the fire had cooled down, uh, they would have taken the ash outside and sprinkled it on the vegetable patch, making everything grow super well. We would have been recycling all those minerals over and over. Then in places where around the world they couldn't get salt, they were too far from the sea, what did they do? They, they used potash. So that's where... You put a, a metal pot on the fire and or, or banana leaves or whatever it is. And then underneath that, the crust of the ash is white. That's potash. And they used to take that and put it in, in the next day's food, sprinkle it on. It used to happen all around the world. So we're hugely familiar with charcoal as C60. And um, we're constantly in contact with radiation, you know. There's radon, radioactive materials in the soil. So when they, when we burn gasoline, lots of the pollutants in the world, people don't realize that that's radiation. It's radioactive, a lot of the wastes that are around. Now, one of the great things about C60 charcoal is it sucks in radiation, sucks it into itself, and then you excrete it. 
One thing we didn't talk about in the when we talked about nano C60 before, you know, if you get nano C60 on your skin, it'll tattoo it. You know, so as we mentioned before, the danger of the nano stuff is it goes in, won't come out. Also conductive, right? Uh, the, the, artific- the artificial kinds. That's what you and I were talking about. Are we, you know, people doing this? Um, we we looked at all the research, and it's hard to make heads or tails. There's so much hullabaloo about it. But what we could logically put together is, if you're doing these artificial C60s, are you basically turning yourself into an antenna? Well, 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 well that's it. So, I mean, we already are uh, antennas for a lot of stuff. I mean, we're so poisoned. I mean, there are loads of people who say, "Oh, I've got brain brain fog. You know, I'm in pain all the time. That sort of thing." Well, um, you can. Yeah, that's probably because we're toxically poisoned, maybe with toxic metals, for example. So C60 will suck suck them out, just like the selenium will suck them out. You know, all these things are just tailor-made for the job. I mean, you know, in World War One, when they were dealing with chlorine gas, when they were dealing with mustard gas, what was in the gas masks? I'll tell you what was in the gas masks. It was charcoal. Charcoal. <laughs> so that's another thing that, that you have on offer. So the three things that we've talked about, to some degree, is selenium, amino acids, and then just good old-fashioned natural charcoal, not activated. I actually know you have it because I had some. Well, exactly. Then uh, there are some very interesting other things that uh, uh, you can use for, for, for the same issue. Now, what I'm interested in is emergency room medicine, right? In the emergency room, what do they use there? They, their job is to save your life no matter what, bring you back from the dead, stitch you back together again. So I started studying what they use in the emergency room. So we all know what they use. Uh, you know, they use saline, right? That's like almost number one. So what is that? Well, it's basically salt. Right? Okay, so how important is salt? Well, you know, we're told not, not to eat salt, but it must be important if that's what the first thing they inject you with. So what, what's maybe one of the second things? Well, bicarbonate, bicarbonate of soda, soda. Sodium bicarb, it's on every crash cart everywhere. It is what they it will inject you with to get, get you back to life after a stroke, all sorts of things. Then what have they got next to that? They'll have the magnesium. They'll inject you with that if you're having a heart attack because it'll stop the heart attack, bam, just like that. they use it for a stroke as well. What else have they got? Well, the enlightened, well, they certainly have selenium. They're going to have potassium. All the stuff that the, that the normal doctors aren't taught in medical school you know, the, the absolute basics, you know, we, all I'm interested in is the basics. At the moment on my website, I've only got about a dozen products because essentially most people, most people, that's all they need because we're self-repairing. So if you've got the core building blocks, salt, why is bicarb important? Well, bicarb's important because as we get older, we, we get a deficiency of bicarb. You know, our bodies make bicarb. It's like the next process after the stomach, through the stomach, which is acid, obviously, goes into the next stage, which is a bicarbonate uh, sort of mixture, to, which, is, which is alkaline. So two things create a bicarb deficiency, aging and poisoning. And we're all poisoning. You know, bicarbonate is essentially, in the blood, you can't really tell the difference between bicarbonate and CO2. They are interchangeable. And you know, CO2, as you know, has been demonized, but we need CO2. It's super important, and it balances it balances out oxygen, and so breathing is incredibly important to bicarb and incredibly important to carbon dioxide and to oxygen. But the issue is, 
most of us are breathing too fast. We should be breathing you know, reasonably deeply. We should be sitting upright. If you're now slumped over a computer typing or something, you're blocking your, your airflow dramatically. So if most of us are in a panic half the time, we're breathing too fast, you know, get in a panic state, you breathe too fast, and now you're drastically affecting your CO2 levels, which means you're not getting enough oxygen, and you know, it's, it's a disaster, just like masks are a disaster. You need all the oxygen you can get. So how to use bicarb? Well, a lot of people might, say, a couple of hours after a meal or before bed, take half a teaspoonful of sodium bicarbonate in water. That would mean that they'd probably be, their bodies would be alkaline all night, which would be a very good state to be in. Uh, some people have baths in it. Again, I've got videos all about uh, bicarb. And you know, you, if you take large doses, it's, it's essential that you test your own urine with pH strips or a, a pH meter uh, to be accurate. You know, these, these materials, while costing almost nothing, are so powerful. And you want to make sure you get it right, particularly with bicarb, which is you know, not to take too much. And my video explains exactly how to do it from the expert who wrote the book. You know, I, I interview, if you like, the experts who write the book. So I'm not claiming to be the expert, I'm, but I have made videos along these lines. So uh, bicarb is an incredibly important one. Then the next most important one has got to be vitamin C because vitamin C is one of the absolute ultimate detoxification agents. And we, we discussed that considerably, I think, in the last show. You know, there, are, there are a few supplements I take every day. Vitamin C is one, magnesium is one, fulvic minerals is one, and Celtic salt. You can just buy that in, in anywhere, serious Celtic salt. Uh, is, but that's because I know that that's what I need. Other people might need some of the other absolute basics. So along with vitamin C, one of the keys, absolute keys, is fulvic minerals, F-U-L-B-I-C. Now, if you wanted to have a mineral supplement for free, you couldn't afford any supplementation or you want it for free, then all you're going to do is get a bucket and spade and go out into the old, old forest, as old as you can get near you, dig up some soil, uh, right in the middle of the forest and get find some spring water or something and make a, a drink out of muddy water. This would be absolute perfection in terms of minerals. You know, it's why dogs like to drink out of puddles rather than out of a clean bowl because everything has ever lived and died. You know, every bud of the tree, every twig, every leaf, every butterfly, every bee, every bird, every animal, every all the life in the soil, everything has lived and died, and the soil is a true reflection of total life, right? So You can, you can smell that too, right? You know, when you go into the forest, you grab a handful of soil and you smell it, you just know. Yeah, and often, you know, depending, you know, in England anyway, you can just put your, your hand right in the soil and it's usually really soft and easy to work and so on, depends. Anyway, you've probably seen those uh, documentaries where the animals there's this great one on the BBC where these there's this huge dam and you see these goats climbing an impossible dam right up the side of the dam it's impossible because the certain rocks that they built it with were oozing minerals and they they climb like a thousand feet up a sheer sheer, <laughs> a sheer, sheer drop so they can lick these minerals and you know, there are places around the world where 
minerals ooze out of the, the rocks, basically. And there's one material, uh, one deposit uh, in America, which I, I discovered. There, there are many places. You know, fulvic minerals, fulvic and humic acids is technically what they're called, are in the soil everywhere. They're underneath your house right now. They're everywhere. But there are certain deposits around the world. There's one in most countries where it's so rich that you only need the tiniest amount. You don't need a whole bucket full of muddy water. You just need you know, 10 drops of this stuff. And uh, so I was shopping around for a very long time trying to find one that's really good. And suddenly I found one that changed my life. It just made me feel so much better the next day. And I started giving it to people. And people were getting amazing results. You know, not everybody, because some people just don't need it. But basically, as we all know, food is missing all the trace elements because the soil is dead. You know, the life bacteria, the path, all the little creepy crawly things, they're all, they're all pretty much dead. All the fungus is dead and so on. So the cycle is broken. So all the trace elements that used to be made by the mushrooms or whatever it was just aren't there in the soil anymore. Therefore, they're not in, in the food. So, you know, sick soils lead to sick plants, which lead to sick people. So, but luckily, there are these incredibly rich deposits, and it's incredibly inexpensive, this stuff. Less than $50, and you've got four months' supply, and it's really cheap. And um, it's totally natural. It's just water extracted. They reckon it's about 38 million years old, this deposit. And then, supposedly, plant life and animal life was much bigger and more diverse. They say that, you know, before the first sort of cataclysm, that, or the last cataclysm, that... Um, uh, things there was four times the diversity on the planet at that point. So if that's true, this material is reflective of it. And yeah, one tiny little bottle lasts four months. It's amazing. And it changes the uh, acid alkali ratio in the body, which is what you want. But this is this is where it gets really good. It is so tiny. It is the most complex molecule on the planet, really, because it is all life being soil derived. And Everything is, every amino acid ever, every mineral ever, every trace element, everything is in fulvic minerals, basically. And what it does is it goes into the body, you drink it with lots of water, it meets a cell, it hydrates the cell, it changes the structure of the water in the cell, it detoxifies the toxins in the cells, it replaces those with itself, so it puts all the trace elements in, and... It's like this incredible cleaning system. I mean, everything we've discussed does this, but fulvic minerals is particular in how it works. And I started studying it about 12 years ago, I suppose. I was looking at cancer reversal in China, and I'd never heard of fulvic minerals before, really. And they, they'd been using it for you know 100 years or, or, or more, I suppose, uh, in all sorts of different ways, and I was just blown away by it. And... I think I was the first person in England to, to actually sell the stuff. Uh, now it's really commonplace. You can buy loads of it. But my experience was when I was searching for the right quality, it's always about quality. You know, most of the stuff you buy just doesn't work because, you know, and that's probably deliberate. You know, 95% of the industry is owned by the bad guys. So what do you expect? So, but real fulvic minerals can be absolutely life-changing. I had a first person I ever gave it to. It's a friend of mine who's three months pregnant. And she came back three days later and said her morning sickness had stopped. And, you know, it's not the cure for morning sickness, but in her case, she was missing some minerals. And once she got the minerals, whatever it was, from, from the fulvic, she didn't have morning sickness anymore. You know, you're not meant to have that. So fulvic minerals, super important. But the other really crucial thing about fulvic minerals to know is that 
the bacteria in your gut, you know, we're outnumbered 10 to 1 by bacteria, your immune system is the bacteria in the gut primarily, they love the trace elements that are in fulvic minerals. So if you've ever had an antibiotic or a drug from the doctor and you now want to repair the damage, fulvic minerals are a brilliant prebiotic. You know, we've all heard of probiotics, but if we if we take prebiotics and we've already what we want to do is not get probiotics from some cow necessarily somewhere. We want to regrow, repopulate what the, the antibiotic or the drug that we were given wiped out. So fulvic minerals and so on uh, give uh, there's one particular mineral trace element called yttrium, and we don't use yttrium, but the bacteria in our gut does. Okay, so I think we're getting close to the top of the hour here. Um, so let's just outline a couple things. Uh, we opened up with addiction. The three things that we covered are selenium, amino acids, and then just old-fashioned charcoal uh, made by nature, not activated. Those were the basic three constituents. You said that you would be posting uh, some clips that talk directly about this for people who want to know more on your site, on your website. And Clive, why don't you go ahead and tell people what your website is and reiterate your contact one more time. Right. Because I'm in England, I can't put these these things on my website. So I, I have to put them behind a club. I have a private members club, which you, you know, my website is clivetocarl.com. And in there, you'll see a page to join the Secret Health Club. And behind a club, of course, I can put up this information. Uh, so that's re really where to find it. Uh, I'm afraid you have to pay money to join the club, but it's worth it. And um, clivedecarl.com, C-L-I-V-E-D-E-C-A-R-L-E. -E -E. And if you need to contact me, there's a contact form there. Uh, I get pretty busy, so don't expect an immediate reply. Uh, I do do consultations from, uh, for, for people, uh, one or two a day. And I'm pretty good at helping people through whatever their issues are. You know, in this age, it's crazy where we saw the kind of pharmaceutical companies go crazy and start handing out, uh, like M&Ms, things that addicted people horribly, changed their lives, ruined lives. But it's always been assumed that breaking the addiction is horrible. Uh, people began to realize things like Kratom could help them get away, but then they ended up being addicted to the Kratom once they got away. Uh, all these problems. I once saw a person who had been on uh, basically some form of Vicodin for almost a decade get a shot, sneeze about 50 times, and then be totally better. And it goes to show that these things have been known. Uh, people like Clive going back 40 years, uh, going back to the old things that we used to know. And finding out that there are ways that you don't have to go through hell and back to get through this. But that does bring us to the top of the first hour. What we're going to do here is we're going to come back. And by the way, I'm, I'm not at all sure that this is going to be able to run on YouTube now that we've said everything we've said. Because the self thing you got to do and answer all these questions, um, I can already tell you um, that it won't pass. And this is the new YouTube that we got to deal with. They don't want to be relevant. You can't talk about relevant things. You want to play with a hula hoop or kick someone in the nads, you're good to go. Um, you want to talk about something relevant, uh, it's getting more difficult. When we come back in the second hour at crow777radio.com, uh, we're going to talk about ideas about Alzheimer's, how to reverse it, trying to deal with autism in children, other things. But I think those are two big ones. And weight loss was also on, on the agenda here. But that's another thing that absolutely underscores that we're coming to the end of the age. I know at least five people who were morbidly obese most of their life, 
who have completely lost all that weight now. There's something in the air. There's change in the air. And so that's why Jason and I are covering these things. Anyhow, join us for the second hour of this discussion. We may go a little further into addiction. I'm not sure. At crow777radio.com. That's C-R-R-O-W. 777radio.com. That is the only real crow site in the world. Anything else is a fake, a knockoff. Uh, they're up to no good things, basically. Uh, welcome to the world we live in online. But anyhow, one more time, join us at crow777radio.com for the second hour. And uh, Jason, anything you want to add? In the second hour, I want to stress that the things that Clive was just talking about, I'm pretty sure you used to be able to actually get most of it at least, from food. And it's just not true anymore. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit in the second hour. Such a critical point. You know, I'm as close to a vegetarian as you can be without being a vegetarian. I eat eggs. I eat some other things. I basically never eat red meat. Uh, I do eat fish occasionally, but recently I've been eating smoked salmon. And for me, it is night and day. I feel so much better when I just have smoked salmon and rice or something like that uh, with certain kinds of nuts in it. And this is, in fact, the point. Uh, we've come to a point where our food supply has just been decimated. And if you go into a grocery store uh, and you start going down the aisles reading those labels, you start to realize. And by the way, before I close up here, there was a comment going on Crow777Radio.com about a law that was passed apparently in July, a year before all the virus stuff started, uh, saying something about they didn't have to label food in a certain way in such a case as this is this type of a supposed emergency. And I've always wondered, you know, what would happen if something was done to a product like, say, milk that 90% of the world uses? I'm just saying, you need to be diligent in these times. But anyhow, join us at crow777radio.com for the second half of 234. There it is. Cheers.
enemies of knowing.